Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Support. Curtis Fleming is there on the edge of the air. Fleming for What's Craig Hignett. Hit it, Higgy. Higgy hits the track. Ravanelli coming alive again. Janino wants the ball played to him. Ravanelli spots out. Welcome back to the Board Breakdown Podcast, live on Red Army Radio, and if you found us on the podcast again, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, my name's Johnny, I'm with Elliot and Dana, there's no Demi this week, we'll come off at the back of the podcast uh, with him last week, which was actually really enjoyable, I actually really enjoyed that guys, it was a good podcast wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it was really good, really, yeah. really enjoyed yeah. it. Um, the international break is coming to a close, England won 5-3 against Kosovo last night, um, which was absolutely mental, I'm never going to slag Danny Ayala off again after seeing Michael Keane's <laughs> performance. Um, but let's chat about the butter. Eh? Let's chat about the butter. Um, Dana, do you want me to start off with you, as I always do? Um, okay. Let's chat about Bristol City. Let's chat about the season so far. Um, let's chat about Reading and go from there. Reading will go off, probably go off on a tangent. So, um, Dana, Bristol City, 2-2, feels like a decade ago. Um, it does. But in terms of that performance, what you can remember, was it a game of uh, one point gained or two points dropped? I thought it was a point gained. I mean, I said before um, in the preview podcast that I I don't like us playing Bristol City because I think they're a tough team for us to face. Um, And to be fair, it was I thought we we did really well. For me, it was um, probably the best game that we've had in a while overall. I know we have been playing in um, halves recently, but no, I was was really impressed with us. I think we we set the tone, which is what uh, kind of an issue of ours uh, recently. And I thought we took the game to Bristol City and we were really positive, I thought, and I think the only bad thing was obviously the defending because, you know, regardless of where we are, you know, a transitional season, you, you, I mean, three headers, two free headers, it's, I mean, Woodgate will be disappointed with that. I know. Els, did you feel a little bit worried when we went 1-0 down? Uh, a little bit, because I thought we kind of played all right in the first half as well, um, but uh, I don't know, it was kind of like thinking that, you know, we're going to get bad luck again. Um and you know, come away with nothing in the game. But the second half performance was really good. Um, unlucky, I think, to kind of not come away with a win. But good point nonetheless, and and more encouraging performance. So, we well, was a little bit surprised. Of, obviously, Dale Fry, Dale Fry, Dale Fry, Dale Fry was included um, in the in the team for the first time this season. But he was also known as captain. Um, you're a little bit surprised by that. 
just with like Clinton being told that he was going to be second choice this year and give it to Dill Fry. Is that what was said about Clinton? Yeah, that was. I'm pretty certain that it was. Um, Oh, God, I can't so f- friend is uh, his friend if friends like in it's Ayala, it's not Ayala, it's Clayton. Right, okay. See, Houston's been captain at some point, hasn't he? Yeah, so maybe so there's one of Dale Fry have been a lot, a lot down the pecking order, but yeah, it. Uh, I guess I was a bit surprised because obviously you, you know you, there's kind of some order to these things, or so, so you assume. Um, but you know, I think it's great for for Dale Fry. Really, I think he, he seemed over the moon with it. He, Put something out on so on the socials afterwards, didn't he? And you know to lead his team out. At, how old is he now? Is he twenty? Is he twenty one? Twenty one. Twenty two. Yeah, to lead lead his team out. Um, you know, and in, in his in his first game back, it is great for him. So England looking for centre backs. <laughs> I was Just surprised saying. though. I, I was surprised <laughs> only on the basis that he doesn't strike me as like a particularly vocal player. Um, yeah, and I I suppose. Point. With that, to be fair, you don't exactly need to be vocal all the time. I suppose it's when the team kind of need perking up and whatnot, you kind of speak up then. I don't think you need to be vocal throughout the whole of the game, but um, to be fair, if it wasn't Dale Fry, then who would it have been? Well, Clayton. Clayton, yeah. Clayton, potentially. I mean, maybe it's that just a case big of... Yeah, potentially as well. But I think it's, you know, with Fry, he's been at the club for a while and he's obviously a homegrown lad. He's a borough lad, so... Mm, could probably, have been could have been big dads from Ireland, but it wasn't. Um, do you know what 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 makes a captain for you? What attributes do you have to have for, for to be a captain of a football club? Just just for your opinion, because I know you mentioned there like he doesn't come across as like a a captain like figure, but yeah, um, just somebody that can stand up when needed. Really, I think obviously in football you go through kind of peaks and troughs and, and when you go through those dips you kind of need somebody to galvanise people it's like Grand Ledbit are very very grounded doesn't kind of get over the top or doesn't get too down um, kind of stays in the middle and I think that's what Jonathan Woodgate has said um, in his press conference is that obviously like there needs to be a middle ground and I think you know you kind of need that from, from your captain to instil that mentality and um, I, I don't know, just probably influence as well. You need to be kind of a big speaker in the dressing room because your opinion needs to be heard and your voice needs to be heard. Um, obviously, I don't know Dilfry personally and I don't know him as a player in the dressing room, so I could be completely wrong and he could actually be quite a vocal player. I'm not sure, but uh, just from what I've seen, um doesn't necessarily strike me as the type, but you know, fair play to him. I can't necessarily be uh, disappointed to see that. I think it's brilliant for him. No, fair enough. Else, um, who impressed you against Bristol City? It was obviously a, yeah. We could have been either way, really, the way the performance was going. But is there anyone in particularly impressed you? Obviously, there's always going to be the natural few of Paddy McNair. Ashley, thought Ashley Fletcher played quite well. And was there anyone else that you thought, you know what? Yeah, you'll do for me. <laughs> I thought uh, I thought Bowler improved. Um, I think he's he's becoming a bit more, I guess, not used to the system, but kind of willing to get forward. Um, before he he's been a bit hesitant in wanting to get forward. Um, Britt once again, you know, in those positions where where he scored from, he takes those goals really well. Um, yeah, I'd say probably them two on top of the you know, the normal standout performers of, of the season so far. Well, fair enough, fair enough. Um, the one thing I was worried about, I think, in that whole game was just the way we conceded the two goals. I think, um, in terms of people who impressed me, I, I agree with you with like Asan Balonga, uh, Ashley Fletcher, Paddy McNair, all, all the, com- the the norms really, which have started off started the season. Well, I was actually quite impressed with the fullbacks, to be honest. I think I know they get a lot of stick 
um, like Dykesdale and, and Bowler have been get, have been literally hit the firing line straight off the bat. Um, but I think it takes player time to develop into a new area and a new system. But I actually thought they were actually improved quite a lot. So they were the ones that I kind of thought, eh, you know what, yeah, yeah, you, you're coming through. But in terms of the goals we conceded, both from Dykesdale's side, both like Dale, it was kind of like Dale Fry's fault a little bit because he was trying to do his, he was trying to zone on mark a player that was about five yards away from him. Um, which is quite difficult. I think you've got a man mark in those positions. Really, I don't know why it's. I think I think it was Woodgate. I said it, but it was, um, honestly, I don't know why this current crop of defenders is starting to try and defend zones when there's a player like just literally two meters away. Like you could have you could have just picked him up. Um, I, th- I think definitely with with uh, Dykesdale and Bowler as well. Um, you know, they both kind of came up at level. I know Charlton came up anyway, but you know, League One defenders. So it's it's you know now time to see whether they can make that step up um it's not as big as a step from league one to the championship as it is going to the premier league but it's you know still a step up nonetheless and adjusting to the different demands of the league so hopefully that can you know continue in the in you know in improving and yeah see the best from them yeah i was just gonna say before i i move on to more of like the season so far i was a little bit worried a little bit um with the goals we conceded and i think is it is it, is it becoming more of like a regular occurrence of conceding sloppy goals I think with a, I think with a coach like Jonathan will get in his experience and playing at Real Madrid. He's played with Leeds United when they were fantastic. He's played with Newcastle, Spurs. Went around the block. We've all had good defending, uh, good defenses. I just think it's it's a little bit worrying that we're conceding the goals the way we are. I think if we get it right, I think we'll be on to a winner. Um, like Michael Owens, like Michael Owens says, if they don't score and you score, you win. So it's. Uh, <laughs> That classic Mike Lawrence. Classic Mike Lawrence straight from his book, that innit? Um but let's move on. Let's chat about the season so far. Um Bristol City was it the was it is time starting to change now a little bit for Middlesbrough Football Club? You were it was probably the best time we've best ninety minutes we've played all the all season so far. So do you think the, the times have changed now? Do you think the implementation of Woodgate's philosophy is starting to come through now or do you think we still need a lot more time to see the best of what we've got? I think it was always kind of there on the surface. We saw it against Luton, but then obviously it kind of went um, it went down the pan a little bit. We seemed to kind of go gung-ho against Luton. Um, and, you know, the, obviously the, the, the pressing style was probably a little bit too much, and then it probably wasn't there in the second half against Brentford the following game. But um, I think we've seen it. It's kind of just we've had it there, and then it's kind of gone away from us a little bit. But that Bristol City game for me was the best 90 minutes that we've had Um and I think this international break is probably good, you know, to kind of further implement what we've what we've kind of what Woodgate is trying to to put out there on the pitch of the players. So um, I think, yeah, potentially. I mean, it's still early days for me. I think we are early into the season and early into a, what we've kind of reiterated a transitional period. So um, fingers crossed. I think it, it is too early to say though. I think. Do you think it came at a bad time the international break? Else, because you know, obviously, I know what you just mentioned there. Like, it was probably a good time to get back on the training ground. And under Okarank, we used to come back as a different team every every time we had that international break. Um, but do you think, on more of like a psychological point of view, Els, as a manager, you've just had your best ninety minutes of the season. You've now got to wait two weeks to play the next game. Do you think that has a bit of a, a, a side effect? Yeah, there's a kind of a, a strong argument for it, definitely. So if you, you know if you play that on the Saturday and you've got a game. You know, especially if you're coming back home on on the Tuesday, um, it could be a good time to you know string a run of results together. So I guess it 
could be argued it's at a bad time, but there's also the flip side of, of it and, and what Dana said. You can work on, you know, the the little mistakes that were made in that game um, from their two goals, and obviously just keep on improving on us, you know, starting to get a grip of the system a bit. So I don't know there's two there's two sides to it, I guess. But um, you know, I hope we come back, you know, in the kind of same fashion and, and push on and string a few wins together. I, you know, I've seen. Uh, I think it was actually from from Red Army themselves put on how many points do you think out of the next four games, the next three out of four at home, um, and you know th- there wasn't a lot of optimistic comments. A lot of people saying four and five, and you're thinking it might be all right considering you know where we are currently this season. But if you want to kind of push on, you'd you'd want to be trying to win those home games. Um, it's all about but, momentum as well, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, not just momentum in results, but momentum in performances as well, because you've got. Um, quite a a good point there against Bristol Bristol City that will have you know enhanced the confidence a little bit because we've mentioned that it's kind of been uh, down um, of late. So I think it's it's momentum. It it kind of uh, stifles it a little bit. And you know Jonathan Woodgate can say that at the end of the day we have them on the training pitch and whatnot. But um, there's no better training pitch than the actual Riverside pitch or wherever we're playing. So. Um, yeah, to be to be fair, um, I think with I, I agree with the training pitch, but also playing ninety minutes week in week out and trying to get the the, lo- the losing or the the kinks in the system out uh, while whilst you're playing games. Um, but in terms of the the season, I think how would you rate it so far, Dana? Because it hasn't been amazing start. We expected that it, it wouldn't be great. Um, but how would you actually rate it? Probably not like out of ten, but it's like so far. Are you, are you happy with what we've done so far? Are you you thinking, ah, well, we need to improve quite a lot because we could potentially be in a relegation fight. Um, like the stats say, if you're in these type of position, positions now, like coming in the, the season, you're probably going to be in very similar similar positions. Um, so, what do you think? Happy? I think it's been average. You know, it's obviously been mixed. We've seen positives and we've seen negatives. It's just kind of. Um fine-tuning those and I'll keep reiterating it this is a what is it three-year project is, did you get a three-year contract oh, three year deal, yeah. yeah you got a three-year contract so you know we're only a few months into that and I'll always kind of call patience that's exactly what we need and I think like I, like I said it's been average we've seen quite poor defending we've seen um, bad luck in, in spells actually with the refereeing decisions it's just kind of um Mixing those together and finding that balance, which is obviously what we'll go on to later, but um, I'm not too disheartened about it. I'm not going to kind of go full forum on it and be like, oh, this is rubbish, this is this, that and the other. I want to get out of my club. I'm sick of this. The people behind me in the East Stand, I'm not going to do them. No, no. <laughs> to be honest, the people who sit behind you are the type of people that just mourn for love. Middlesbrough mm. Football Club could do the treble. Uh, you know, what, you know, what, could win, win all five trophies in England that are on offer. Um, we could go and beat them for the full season, uh, but then they'll still probably hit the right back, like give give one goal away against West Brom, a job you know, away from home in the eighty seventh minute to make us draw. That's that's probably the type of fans you deal that, with. <laughs> that guy won't attend because of the drum in the South Stand. Yeah, like oh, that that South Stand <laughs> drum thing is is absolutely baffling to me. I, I don't get it's this crazy, page isn't it? at all. But, you know what I pay. 500 quid a month not month uh, 500 <laughs> quid a season just to hear a drum I'm sick of it if I want to go and listen to a drum I'd join a I'd join a music band I've you know what I mean I've never seen somebody so <laughs> triggered by a musical instrument it's a drum get over it 
You seem yeah. really passionate about that drum, else Go on. I mean, I'd, I'd set a few rows behind this. I think it's it's excellent. So just, it just gives really good atmosphere, I think, to to the ground. If we didn't have that, our, our red faction, what what would they be? They'd be nothing. If it's decided to be a morgue. I mean, yeah. to be honest, it's kind of quiet anyway now, but yeah. it'd be absolutely dead silent without red faction. Yeah, the, the stadium's changed, really, over the last few years, and I'm quite fortunate to be, well fortunate to see the change because when I first started and I was in the north well, I'm back in the north stand in my old seat but when I first started going to matches the north stand in about block 15 was absolutely bouncing the yeah, north stand it? Yeah. loud when pig bag came out deafening no one could hear a thing like you must have been so intimidated I think Borough was like one of the six best crowds in, in England at one point I think and I remember an article saying that oh, if I can find it I'll, I'll show you but just now like the people that have stayed in the north, were in the north stand when it opened have stayed there and they've probably from there from like the Ayrson Park this so they're probably getting older like they're probably like I can't be asked as much now and I don't blame them. like so there's some days I like yeah, I just want to sit and watch the game of football I'd be I'd happily sit in the west up and watch the game you know I'm actually getting to that point in my career um, as, a, as a fan in your career yeah, yeah, in my career as a fan um, I completely well I we, all, we all do get different off tangent there, di- di- different <laughs> views of the game though um, with being in three different stands I know yeah I like that so maybe I maybe I should move to the west maybe we should move to the west and then we'll get Tom Green back on is we'll, he in the we'll, north probably I don't know yeah. Tom t- tell me more where you sit because I can't remember um, <laughs> well now to be fair if we, you know, if, if we had one person in each side of the ground you could get like a right, uh, right good analysis there couldn't you yeah no, I like sitting in the west so it's good it's like like, I like watching the game. I've sat there I'm, for I'm a few really old, pub games and, and friendlies and stuff, and it's all right. Um, obviously, having that you know kind of view to it, I guess. Looking on the side, you can see things a bit more, um, especially like goals and stuff. Sometimes you sit at the south stand, and uh, you know if, you, if we're attacking the north, sometimes you hits and anything as that went in or not, you're a bit unsure. Um, or like one of those shots where it looks like someone shot, but it goes right up <laughs> in the air. You think it's going in top bin, yeah, 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 every time. Yeah, yeah. but no, it, I, I really like it in the south. The atmosphere is, you know. Where it that's where it kind of only really exists. Obviously, the twelfth man um, are up in the north as well. They you know have some good noise going in the north, and they're always stood up, aren't they, during the games and stuff. So, yeah. um, and then there's what there's one guy in the west. Um, I don't know <laughs> if you remember him from when he used to sit in the south oh, and we'd say West Stand because a song. That and, tweet I put this week was absolutely hilarious. Uh, uh, Mike Wazowski sorry but go on yeah, no, but he, he absolutely loves it um, I, that, that's what I got the match for I wait for him yeah. to do his rendition <laughs> of You Are My Borough You amazing. Are <laughs> <laughs> amazing nah, what I, are we talking about <laughs> I don't know I, I'll just, do we're talking from? about Dana's Korean chips yeah so oh, Dana your Korean chips <laughs> um, sorry right, I'll, I'll actually you know what, I'm actually going to probably come out of that at one point in, in these podcasts because oh, I the feel, Korean chips I or? feel like we should put like a a poll up or something because I think oh, well, the yeah. best the best burger van around the, the, the best burger van around Borough because yeah, we'll I think the one when you come in like the you're coming in the ground from the south stand it's like the last one on the hang on, if you're walking down from the navy yeah it's the one on the right the last one that one's the best one I used to go there but the one opposite now right has a farm in a bun don't you <laughs> no it has a farm in a bun right I think it's five fifty is it what. What? Just not leave me out. No, I remember, it might be a bit less. You beat Abby's Pizza where you no, get like a palm on a bun no, chips listen, and kind of cost about three quid. No, right. Listen, because obviously it's 4.50 in the ground, isn't it? Palm on a bun. And they're absolutely diabolical. It's 
they don't even put bechamel sauce on. They just put some melted oh, cheese on some chicken. Oh, they're all dry, aren't everything in that? But this, this palm oil one, oh, I swear to God, was unreal last week. Uh, sorry, two, week, two weeks ago, whatever and it was. was. I don't, you know what, right, the reason why I don't believe you is because you come up the match absolutely steaming every I don't. week. And I then don't. you got you do this thing, right, where... I'm going on a tangent here, but you've got you do this thing. It happens every time. <laughs> You'll go for a pint at half time. We did this every time last season. I'd be like, Yeah, that bang. was under Tony Pulis. No, I'd bang my pint down and I'd be like, Right, I will then. And you'd be like, Oh, I'll be two minutes, two minutes. You come up with a little 65th minute, we'll miss what two goals. I'm like, What are you doing? Like, every yeah. time. Yeah, that's under Tony Pulis. They to want to watch it. I don't blame you for that. I stayed down under one of the games last season. I went down on the 35th minute and didn't come back up till the 75th. Yeah, <laughs> like, it was, was just, it was absolute joke. So, yeah, this season hasn't been that bad. I'll maybe miss two minutes or something. You still miss a goal. You you always miss a few. Always. I don't even leave my seat. I never. Uh, yeah, I haven't you missed a goal. I mean, you don't miss move, miss move from your seat. You just sit there for there's, like. Yeah. There's only a few where I've missed it Apart from, from going down early. Okay, fair enough. What? There's only a few I've missed from going down early. Like it, not lately. Anyway, over the years, I can think of that Fulham game. What Dimmy was at. I missed like about three goals that game. I missed. I missed Fulham's first goal. Then I missed two of our goals. <laughs> Um, and then I think uh, there was a cup game against United years ago, and we drew two all, um, and we scored either side of half time. George Boateng scored one. I can't remember who scored the other, but I missed both of the goals. <laughs> they were like the forty fourth minute, and then like the forty sixth minute. Never learn, no, will you? You'll I'll never tell you learn. this: this is this takes the biscuit right. That pe- <laughs> that Peterborough game last season under Tony Pulis, I felt ill, so I left. Oh, I at remember, 33 I minutes, yeah. missed all five goals, all five. Oh of yeah, them. the cup game. Yeah, all five I remember of them. that. Yeah, and you know where we were? We were trying to get in the car park. They wouldn't let us in the car park because obviously there was nobody outside. So me and my dad uh, just like stood there. Shout out to Davy. He's gone for three one. By the way, we'll go on to that later. But <laughs> I, I suppose you can just already guess it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I'm, I was going to say like this. The one point before I actually come back to the original point that I was going to ask you. Um, you, I would never leave a game on ninety minutes, and I don't understand people that do. Like, I, I used to leave on ninety just before ninety minutes to get away from the traffic. I remember mm. that. And I'm just saying, it, I always used to boil my piss a little bit. It used to really annoy me that because what, like, leave like eighty, well, nine, yeah, 80 minute, and not see the yeah, last few minutes. I've grew up just like if I've always been told never leave a game that's because a, yeah, that's what, a what bit borough strange. I like. Unless you're maybe getting beat three 0 and whatever. But. I always stay though. I don't know why. It's it's like a force. as soon as that ref blows a whistle, I'm gone. Apart from the time... Apart from when George apart, Friend got subbed on. Yeah, and I shouted at someone, it's going to be 2-1 this. Stormed out like a a really spoilt brat. It was 2-1, and I felt like a magician. I was like, well, I told you. But I can't believe you just sat fair, and waited on the bus, though. Just sat and waited yeah, around, was, <laughs> just mate, checking I in was, on the score. Mate, I was fuming. I was absolutely fuming. Uh, just come, I couldn't believe what he did. I was like, why? Why? I, I know you've like you've, you've triggered me a little bit there with that yeah. one. I, just, I, don't, I never understand why I take strike off, put a left back on when you win the up. No, sixty minutes. But then to be fair, there was quite a lot actually. Do you know what I'm saying? I never leave a game ninety minutes. Like quite a few last year when I was leaving, like what sixty minutes. I, was, I, mean, I, I think was, I think last year I was. Does that count? Because it was, it, was a, it was a one-off. Even last pa- year, even, ev- even Paddy McNair's came out and said it was that bad. Yeah. yeah. So it must be. Everyone it's not the first dig that he's made as well. He was on BBC. He was on about the right back thing when he like, Yeah, he mentioned that. Oh, I can't remember. I'm not going to put words in his mouth. Playing I can't number ten what he right said, back. But it was something about him playing right back, and he said, I, "I don't know why I was played out there. It was you know my natural position is obviously centre mid." So. Mm. Yeah. Little Tony Pulis. Anyway, the original point I was actually going to ask yeah, you sorry, before I went off on, yeah. on a huge, huge tangent about drums and drums, palmas, curry, curry, curry and chips, and you know what? I'm I'm more than happy to get a poll up of 
my chips and gravy, your curry and chips, and your, your palm, palm one on one. one. Right, okay. And see which one wins. Right, okay, let's do it, yeah. Yep. I've got my photo ready, mate, from when I got meat, chips, and gravy. Absolutely. Right, well, my, if, if we're doing photos, then you're going to have to wait until Saturday when I get another All right, one. Alright, fine, I can wait. I, right, okay. I can wait. Yeah. I know I'll win. We'll put it out after. And if I don't win, I'll, I'll take the page down. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> don't you're laughing at Dan. I'll take yours down as well. <laughs> um, to, right, so, the actual point I was going to ask um, is it too early to worry? Because the way we're conceding goals, yeah. uh, we're not scoring as many. We lost against Brentford. They haven't won. We only won one game since, and that was absolute thrashing against. Uh, I can't remember. Um, but apart from that, is it too early to worry for Mills for what couple of the minute? We we're conceding goals at a lambing rate. We're not lambing rate. We're not playing well. So it's yeah. like bit, I don't think it's too early to worry yet. I, th- I think um, you know it's still very early days. I know it's you know six games in, but I think you know. As Dana said, it, the performances have been there on the surface, you know, of what we're great trying to do. It's there, but it's just not fully implemented. <laughs> have you gotten there, Dana? <laughs> Dana yeah, started talking. <laughs> Are you okay? I'm good, yeah. Good, yeah. Right. Um, I, now, I looked over and Dana's like, just went blue. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, don't think it's, I don't think it's too early to worry, personally. I think there's still a long way to go. Um, I don't think we'll be, be down there, but, you know, he was given the three-year deal, so I don't think we should even expect to be challenged anywhere near the playoffs or even one of these teams where you know we're within a couple of games of it um we've got a half decent ish squad um for the championship you know the best players you'd say the standouts are with a you know Randolph and a Sambalonga are probably better than where we are probably going to finish this year um and Dale Fry as well um and then you've got players who are you know league one players essentially with Marcus Brown Mark Bowler um and then other players who are still kind of yet to prove themselves, like Savile. So it's a bit mixed, the squad. And then with young lads, including like Tav and Coulson, it's a very you know, eclectic mix of, of players, really. So <laughs> Sorry. I, I think Dan is going to die. <laughs> I'm still laughing at Dale Fly. <laughs> Dale Fly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, should, we should treat him that one. Am I, yeah, we should, am I just like thought of a fly in his head or something? <laughs> yeah. Dale Fly. As long um, as we don't get pulled up about that one. Uh, don't, don't. You'll trigger me. You'll trigger me. Okay. Uh, I'm already in a bad mood about it, so you know I'm not even going to mention it. Um, it's, it's but I don't know if you if you if you agree with with that really. With it, do you you know think it's time to worry? Do you think it's too early to worry? Or uh, I'm not overly pleased with the performances that we've done this season. Um, I'm, I appreciate even when we spoke to Demi last week. There's there's playing good. There's there's, there's playing bad, and there's the transitional period. And he agreed that. Even if you are in a transition, you can't really afford to play bad. Yeah, the results need to results come in need to improve. Yeah. And I think with the next few, or four, three or four games, we have to pick up at least two wins, two or three wins. Yeah. It's crazy as that sounds. And against the opposition like Reading, like coming up, we have to put performances in. At the end of the day, if, it doesn't matter if you're in transition. If you get relegated, like we're going to be absolutely screwed. We won't. We don't have the money anymore. Like there's not like no disrespect to Steve Gibson. Like he's He's a millionaire and a billionaire's game now. Um, I think he's like one of the. I think he hasn't got. Was it the Gazette that put something up the other week where around about like the uh, where does Steve Gibson compare compared to the um, other oh, chairmen? Yeah. And he was way in the peck, way down the pecking order now. It's like a bit worrying on that front. Um, so I think we we won't, definitely won't go down. I think we we've got a good squad there. Uh, I think we'll finish mid table, but we have to start picking up the pace a little bit now and start showing what we put what we do on the training pitch. 
in the games, but also trying to pick up the performances, uh, pick up the wins as well to match the performances. See, that's the thing though. Like, if I don't think we're going to go down as well, and I think if we were in that position, that's when the worry would creep in for me. I I do understand, obviously, some of our play and the goals that we've conceded. You do kind of scratch your head and think, well, why are we conceding these goals? But I think obviously it, it goes into our league position, and as long as we're not kind of down there in the relegation places or kind of um, in that situation where we might go down which I don't think will happen then I'm pretty okay I'm pretty content like obviously I'm not going to be happy that we're conceding goals that we are like free headers like season pros like Ryan Shotton and you know even with Dan, uh, Dale Fry's experience we should be Dale Fry's experience <laughs> stop I'll start laughing again I'll choke on my water but um yeah, with, with with those goals, I mean, we we shouldn't really be conceding them, <laughs> no matter like where we are, like what manager we've got. It doesn't matter. We shouldn't be conceding those goals. But I'm not worried about anything at the moment. I think it's kind of, I'm just gonna ride with it and then see how it goes. I think I think one of the um, good things Demi said last week is obviously, you know, that, that that transition period, and he's saying you know Borough trying to play the right way. But you know, when we asked him about you know what style would he want to play if he was a manager. Um, and he was saying, you know, the, he, he could come out and say, you know, I want to play high press attacking football. That's the answer that kind of everyone wants to hear. But it's about being adaptable, and I think that's going to be key to our season. You know, if we're going to need results at some point to drag us out of a position that we're in, we might have to kind of change up the tactics um, one or two games and not play the exact same way, especially if you're coming up against better teams in the division. Obviously, at the moment, it, you know, you can maybe say a few teams who are you know better teams in the division, but do you think everyone's going to stay up there? Do you think Charlton are going to stay second? Probably not. They've, never they've, know. Yeah, but you never know. You know it's, Southampton. It's, it's, it's like trying to look at you know when when the league starts to take shape, um, looking at the teams who should be picking points up against really. But yeah, I think Huddersfield to pick up now, especially with the Cowleys taking over. Yeah, um, I think they'll, they'll probably be around about there. If well, you never know. It might go terribly wrong. So. Um, Brentford as well. Brentford I think as well. They've kind yeah. of had a mixed start. Being yeah, since since we and us have had a really random. Mix I didn't of think they looked. I didn't think they looked that good against us. Like mm. I thought we were the much better team. We just literally we should have been two or three nil up at half time. Obviously disallowed goals, and then they played ten yards further up the pitch second half, and they just the contenders and you knew it was coming so that's yeah. part of our season as well though by the way like people kind of look at these refereeing decisions and think well we shouldn't kind of have these decide the game for us and I, and I get that because I said that myself but at the same time you look at those two Ashley Fletcher goals should have counted and then you've got um, the, the handballs against Millwall there was two three separate incidents of handball there I mean there's no guarantees that British on Malonga is going to score the penalty or whoever was going to take it but at the same time you've got a chance there for three points and it goes yeah. back to what we've said about confidence. If we get the wins in those games, especially against Brentford, you know, first home game, that could change everything. And we could go into the next game with, with momentum and more confidence from that. So I think it's kind of depleted yeah. us a little bit. Maybe yeah, it's, back. it's a game of fine margins, isn't it? It's um, Sometimes you, you can hit the post and it'll cost you a game, and then you, you might sit sometimes. It's just little things like... And mistakes happen from away further up the pitch than you actually anticipate as well. So it's interesting, but there's I know you mentioned a player, uh, Els, I want to hear your opinion on it. And it's Max Tavernier. Um, he was captain of the under-20s last night um, for England. Yeah, yeah. Very. That, that's a yeah. very surprising captain yeah. call. Um, yeah. More than Dale Fly. More than um, Dale Fly. <laughs> because he doesn't strike me as a 
you know, their well, leadership type. Well, what I was going to say is obviously he's been given the armband there, hmm. um, but what do you think Marcus Tavernier has to do to actually get into this team? Because Dan, he's not. Well, Dan is not a big fan of him, and I probably agree with Dana because he hasn't done much to cement a, po- a position in the squad. Uh, when starting eleven, hmm. um, so what do you think he has to do? Is it a training ground thing, or is it do, is it when he comes on comes on in games? Does he have to deliver in those moments? I think probably a mix of both. I mean, obviously we don't see what happens, you know, on the training on the training field, but in the the handful of minutes he's had this season, he hasn't really impressed. And the the one big chance was was crew um, do a thing, you know, that you're playing. Uh, team two divisions below you, and he, he just looked very lethargic on the ball. He didn't look to, like he was creating very much. Um, and I had kind of high hopes from this season, especially after you know the, the way Woodkit talked him and the other young lads up. Um, and I thought, you know, when we thought we were going to play, especially I thought we were going to play four two three one. I thought Tav was going to be quite pivotal to that, and I thought he was going to play central because he kept on saying, you know, I, I see Tav playing central. Um, so I've been quite, you know disappointed not disappointed but you know that kind of gutted really because I, w- I wanted him to kind of push on this season but um yeah i think he's just got to take the chance when he comes you know if he comes on in a game if you know if we're drawing he's got to really grab that by the scruff of the neck he's got to you know create some chances or even because sco- he scored some good goals for us as well i remember one last season pressing away a really good goal there you know he's got he can do it so he needs to Keep working hard, and hopefully, if he if he gets that chance, he'll go on a bit of a run, and like Dan, as Dan has been alluding to, momentum. So yeah. I yeah. think the one thing with Tav though is that, if I'm being brutally honest, I think we maybe mismanaged him a little bit. I think I, I don't know whether I mentioned it, but I think Gary Monk maybe put him in a little bit too early, because for me, I think right now he should be out on loan. I think he's or he should have had a, a loan spell where he mm. was successful, yeah, and yeah. Um, I, I just think we. We maybe threw him in too early, and mm. that's kind of raised expectation. And he's a little bit stuck now, Tav, because he's obviously changing position. He's gone from being a winger to you know being a, a more central midfielder. And I just think it he is stuck. And like I said, I think he should be out on loan right now. But obviously, the the squad um, means that he's he's here. Um, and I mean, I'm not a massive fan of him from what I, what I've seen, but. I think it goes with with every player really. I want him to succeed. Yeah, he's only young too. Like he's well, he's just he's like I don't know what nineteen. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, might even that. Um, and he's you know he's captain under twenties, but he's also and he scored for the first team. He's done quite a lot of good things, and I can't complain at all. Like I've never done that. Like you've never done that. Dan has never done that. Um, so it's for what he's done is it's actually incredible for for his age, but he still needs to to go to that next level and still needs to. Find that position that he's in. Uh, he needs to find a run of games, um, but he's, he's still very young, so it takes his time. It's how, it's how what game manages him, I guess. If he doesn't, if he doesn't come through this year, he has to come through next year. Um, but we can't send him out on loan because we don't have the players to to do it. And, and Mark Wright actually sent us a question on Facebook. Um, he said, "Do you think uh, can, do you think we can get the right balance with a fully fit team to play the way we want? If not, what do we need?" Um, so I think what he's referring to there is obviously the injuries that we have um, and, the, and the style of play that Woodgate wants to play. So with a full fit team, do you think Woodgate be able to play the system that he wants to or do you still, still think that we need a few additions? I still think we need a few additions and sort of time um, to get used to the system personally. I think 
you know, six games into the season is is not kind of enough to to judge it yet. Um, and what is it, three signings? Because Mias doesn't really count as a signing; he's not How playing. Dare so, you. um, but yeah, you know, three signings and you know the complete new way of playing. Um, it, it's going to take time. You know, Karanka even had um a season and a half before having the promotion season. So if you think about that, and he, you know, had. You know, a quite successful period, even in the the promote. Uh, sorry, the playoff season um, with his system. Then, and Woodgate starting in his first managerial job. Um, you could argue maybe hasn't worked under a good manager as as uh, Jose Mourinho. So, uh, yeah, I think it's going to take maybe longer than people think. And it, it's that thing, isn't it? What we keep saying about patience. And if we, if, if nothing really spectacular does happen this season, then. That wasn't the aim anyway, I guess. So, you know, the club are obviously going to come out and say that, you know, the aim is promotion or the aim is playoffs or whatever. But realistically, it's a, it's like a three-year project in my eyes. So, I still think we need a few players, me. I, yeah, I think in I January, think, we're going to be honest, looking at honestly, the market again. I feel like we just need like a much faster uh, certain def- defensive mid-player. I think, yeah, I agree. I think with Clayton, like... Love Adam Clayton. Just think that we need someone more athletic yeah, in that I position. Agree. It was like it was a lot quicker. Kind of similar to like Claude McAuley and um, and Golo Cantley. Like how they're very similar. Like you need to play, yeah, kind of, yeah. you, need, you need to have that type of player. Like for being your yeah. um, more John Henderson at, at Liverpool. So you kind of need that that really athletic person to to dictate your play. Yeah, it's a transition as well. We're, we're not quick enough on the transition. Um, my friend came to the Brentford game and he said the exact same. We're just kind of slow and sluggish, getting the ball up, and you know it. It kind of when you have those those teams like Liverpool, they've got pace and abundance, and and we still don't. You know, we still I still don't think we've rectified that uh, no. that pace. But there issue. there is times though when I've seen where you know players have made an early run. And you think right, he's gone, but then we just like you said, we're so slow with that that transition period. Um, we just need someone who will just as soon as they've won the ball back pick their head up and, and pick out Ashley Fletcher on the run because um, he's the amount of times and it happened last season as well to be honest but you know we weren't trying to play that way at all but the amount of times they make the run and then no one's played the ball and then they're just like they'll put their head down mm. and you know, they just start be, again it must be deflating because yeah. they go back to their kind of natural instinct of yeah, just yeah. like I don't know the Tony Pulis kind of style of play it's frustrating to watch mm. yeah going back to Jurassic Park yeah huh? <laughs> It's funny because we're right next to that dinosaur park, aren't we? Yeah. Before I move on to Reading, um, two things. I want to start off with Dimmy first before we move on to your bills. Um, it was good to have Dimmy on last week, wasn't it? I think. Mean, was there anything that surprised you from what Dimmy was saying in terms of like the players or the the season or the togetherness? Was there anything that came out in the whole podcast that surprised you all? I think there was kind of one bit, and I think obviously... We all know it's kind of a key factor um, in being successful. Um, but Dimmy kept saying it a lot about the togetherness and having that right blend. And that is, if you have that along with obviously having you know good players and, and stuff as well. But he, he he said didn't he? You know you could have the best players in the world, but if you know they all hate each other, you're not going to achieve much. Um, and you know the lads at the time then they were all really good friends. Or at least obviously if there was you know there's you can't all, you can't twenty five people can't all be best friends, but um at least the groups or the little clicks that they might have had all seem to have got along really well on and off the pitch. Um and all kind of, you know, knowing each other's families and, 
you know, going around, you know, someone else's house on one week and the next week go to somebody else's and stuff like that. Um, you imagine it happens a lot, but you know, does it kind of, you know, cause any ruptures and stuff like that? And he and he said, um, you know, having twenty five to thirty players who are happy with the current role they have in the team. So at that time, you know, Julian Desart might have been happy being at Middlesbrough even though he wasn't getting a game. Uh, so he's still pulling in the same still pulling in the same direction. Um and it's kind of hard to get that mix, but we, we achieved it. So. We've lost it since then, haven't we? Though we've like, I think there was a period under Gary Monk where I think it was when Adama Traore um, registered his first assist against Bolton, and they all celebrated together. And we were kind of like, oh, we've got our spirit back and our togetherness. Mm. But obviously, it, it, that didn't materialise. And then under Tony Pulis, I think it's obvious that they they didn't really. Um, like the style of play didn't seem like um, from what we were seeing in the stands that they that particularly liked it and then you know I think it's just about kind of getting that back because it is quite an important factor for the players that aren't playing you know you've kind of got to get them happy and, and the morale up in the dressing room yeah well well, me said it's like it's like more than like 90 percent my management 10 percent coaching style because if you tell a professional footballer how go on go and play football they'll They'll go and play football. Yeah. I think the example I put was like was Pep Guardiola with uh, with Sterling. And how good's Raheem Sterling? Now just start just throwing out. I know it's a boiler, but how good is Raheem Sterling? Like he was, really he was absolutely frightening. Like yes, we were playing like because over but like the, his performance was just brilliant. Like his whole like character and uh, performances have just been incredible. Like even Jaden Sancho as well. Like. The guts that guy had to go to Dortmund, and like it just seems like my management's just been perfect for him. And whole this whole English England team seems to be a, like a good togetherness. Um, but anyway, back to Millsbury, it was more or less of um, I think we still have ripple effects. Me, I think we've got ripple effects from the Karanka days, mm. even though people are happy. It's like kind of like, are you really happy though? Like, could you would you switch a player if you could? You know, like, I reckon under that Karanka mm. team, no, we went, nah, no way. Mm, yeah. No way, they'd fight everyone to the death. But now if you went to someone or Fletch, would you change clits? Obviously, that, I'm just like, Bleh. that's just an example. That's, I'm not saying mm. anything, but yeah, yeah. Um, they might go, oh, yeah, okay, we might need someone a little bit faster in that position there. Yeah. Um, like, Every, everyone probably thought, you know, we've got the, be- the best team, we've got the best players, um, and everyone was confident in everyone else's ability in the team at the time because we, we were so solid, so... It's because we build that up, though, isn't it? It's like um, over the years, you have to kind of embed it and then um, grow it a little bit. It's like kind of Bristol City under Lee Johnson. Obviously, they've kind of changed it now, but they had that kind of core of players there. And yeah, yeah. it's teams like that. that and um, there's another example as well about Leeds under uh, Bielsa. They've yeah. kind of kept, obviously, Jack Harrison. They've sold um, Jack Clark, who's come back on loan. They've yeah. kept. Um, a few players and obviously yeah Carlo Phillips signed a five deal yesterday as well yeah exactly it's Great just kind of keeping yeah, it huge fan. keeping it together yeah I agree but it, it's keeping huge. it together isn't it mm. but yeah no, that, that's fair enough I just thought if there was anything that yeah, you wanted to chat about in terms of the Dimmy side of things I thought it was just a, a good podcast wasn't it yeah very very insightful to see here um, you know what, what it's actually like life as a footballer um, you know at the end of the day still you know, human beings just like us and you know they they kind of read and hear everything that that we do as well, um, and you know they want to kind of give it their all when when they're playing for the club. So, absolute gent too, absolutely gent, absolute gent. Yeah, absolutely loved he it. was. Yeah, loved the, the big Dave um, story was a good one as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's what we were talking about just then about togetherness. It's like the the little kind of nicknames and banter mm. and stuff that that people can have. And he said it, it was like we have 
we had banter, but it wasn't. It was it never knew personal. The, knew the yeah. Of it, yeah. Yeah. You got big. You got, we we had big day from Hartlepool. Now I've got big dads from Ireland. So it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, at least it's at least it's one good thing, huh? Yeah. Um, but else, I'm going to pass it over to you. Um, we'll come on to Reading now. Uh, so whatever you want to do, let's go for it. Yeah. So uh, one thing I wanted to mention before kind of going into um, the nitty gritty of, of Reading's tactics and, and team and stuff is. Um, uh, on Saturday, um, I know Borough Fan TV um, have put it out on, on social media and a lot of other people are sharing it. Um, but a, a family friend um, of mine um, called Jamie Reed sadly passed away um, on Sunday. Um, so on the game on Saturday uh, in the 33rd minute, um, we're going to do a minute's applause. Um, so if everyone could join in with that, that would be great. Um, so obviously 33 was, was his age, um, very young age. Um, to pass away and you know thoughts are with his, his friends and family so you know very very sad times I guess but um, you know if we could do that on Saturday that that would be great Dana do you want to start things off with, with Redden yeah well, firstly I'll say uh, thoughts go out to his, uh, his family and friends really really sad news um, but yeah Redden um, I looked kind of into the um, the stats a little bit. I know you're going on to kind of the the lineup and whatnot, but uh, one player that's going to be a standout player is John Swift. Um, our friends at the Talhurst end have, have kind of been raving about him this season. He's actually got the most assists in the championship. I think he's actually joint with Johnny Williams <coughs> from um, Charlton. Um, he's got uh, as many assists this season as he did last season. Uh, most chances created in the championship as well. Um, they're a they're a possession based team, so they'll you know they'll go direct, but not in the Tony Pulis sense. They'll get the ball on the floor, um, and they'll kind of I think they've got them uh, they've got seventy completed dribbles this season, which is the most out of any team in the championship. So um, they'll go at, at our fullbacks and at, at our defence, um, and it's just kind of about kind of containing that. And um, there's just a few kind of other ones as well that that I've got. Um, Puskas. Yeah, the, yeah, Puskas really, really Puskas, seven, seven million pound scoring goals, starting to score goals. They've got, they, had, they have Lucas Boy as well, who's linked with Bora as well, yeah. Lucas Boy, yeah. But I think with them, it's kind of just those signings kind of bedding in. Mm. You know, to be fair, when I've watched them, they look quite good this year. And you know what, they're starting to play five at the back, um, quite similar to what Wolves did. But also, I get a little bit of Karanka, Mil- Millsborough Karanka era from them a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think with the really hard to break down yeah, at we, times. We, I think people obviously, you know, when they look back now, we always, you know, kind of laugh about it. I guess when people always say we were defensive and stuff, but we were a possession-based team, um, but we're intelligent on the ball um, and tried to play it on the ground and get forward. And I think that's what Reading are trying to to implement there. Um, but you know, it's slow build-up play in a sense. It's not. You know, just just hitting it long route one, and then then trying to do it from there. It's it's slow build up play, so um, and that's kind of what we did. And the guys from the Tyler then said that at the end of last season. Um, so if you've got you know players in that midfield and those two uh, wing backs pushing up, you know, it's going to be packed out in midfield. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what we do because we've been saying the past couple of weeks we'll be changed to to a back three. Mm. Um, I don't know if we might match them on on Saturday, but. Just out curiosity. Defensive injuries probably made. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just out curiosity, is Danny Lord still there? Or did he did he get sold? I don't know. Um, I remember. Obviously, like, they pointed him out as kind of one to watch, didn't they? And then, then he scored, scored that unbelievable screamer. goal. So He's a bit of a player, him. Yeah. It looks, like, looks like a bit of a talent. But I think we've read in this year, I think they're going to be quite surprised, and I think they're going to be that surprise package. Um, 
for for whatever reason, I'm sure they were they were down as like under going under a transfer embargo, and then they signed about six or seven players for like a fortune, but they haven't had a takeover bid, so maybe they've done a derby a little bit where they went, ah, well, you know what, we're going to lose three or four points anyway, so let's just buy these players and just like go under an embargo for a few transfer windows and mm. try and build the team now. Mm. Um, but where do you think Redden will finish the uh, season, Dana? Whilst Elliot searches um, Danny Lauder. I still think it's probably mid, mid-table, but maybe top kind of half. Um, they have had mixed results of late. I think it's just finding that consistency. Obviously, I think 10 new signings they've made, it's, it's about those kind of players bedding in and, and kind of um, getting that consistency um, going. So... Um, they could be a dark horse, but it depends on whether the likes of Puskas, Boy, Lucas Jao can kind of um, hit consistent form, I'd say. Mm. Uh, yeah, Danny Lauder is uh, still there. Uh, says he's only been in, in one championship game this year. Obviously, with them signing um, Puskas and Jao, um, he might not be getting a look in there. But you know, It's only a Ben, like, like, it must be like 19 or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, I think kind of last year when he, when he was starting games, they were quite short on numbers. I, I think I remember the... Um, the Tyler's guy is saying that, um, yeah. But the, like like you've been saying with the, some of the signs, the Puskas seven point two million, uh, Jao four point eight six million. Um, okay, Michael Morrison on a free, but you know half decent sign at this level. Um, Charlie Adam, uh, Matt Miazga. <laughs> is he still playing Charlie Adam? He is. He's, no, he's only thirty three. I like he was about what thirty seven or something. Yeah. But what? Yeah, Wait, that's actually crazy. Thirty three. Yeah, he's how not. Old, how old was he when? Well, the block was about 50 when he was playing for Blackpool in the Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had know. a tough paper around him. He, oh, must no, have yeah. been like, he must have been like 23 when Blackpool went up there. It must have that been, is yeah. crazy. He looked at the... No. Yeah, it says he's 33. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's crazy, I know. But I don't know. The, 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 a lot of the players wow. that were now in the team, so obviously the, uh, Miazga back on loan from Chelsea. Yeah. Um, Pelé. What? The Pelé? Yeah, not, <laughs> not the Pelé. Um, centre midfield defensive midfielder Pele on loan from Monaco um, Ejaria from Liverpool um, Lucas Boyer um, obviously from Torino so you know, they've signed quite a few players um, decent players at this level as well so like you say oh, there could be, be right. how we've kind of alluded to maybe Preston last season um, mm. could we count on a yeah I think well it, it's going to be a difficult game regardless so I think we have this. Is, it's a game for both teams that they have to kind of win to get things going. I know they've had a couple of good results. I think Cardiff was a, a very, very good win for them. Um, they just played Neil Warnock, Neil Warnock's team off the park. And when does that, that ever happen, really? Yeah. I know. They've had quite mixed results. So, um, got beat to Sheffield Wednesday um, away up in the game of the season. Then lost uh, lost to Hull. Uh, beat Cardiff 3-0. Um, drew at West Brom away. Pretty good result. Um, beat Huddersfield away 2-0. And then got beat at home by Charlton. Well, quite mixed, but um, early days, or yeah, early days. Like if you should never look at the, you should never not Premier League, but you should never look at the tables until about ten, fifteen games in. Yeah. I think that kind of tells you where about you want to be. Um, even though Huddersfield down there, like I could still be down there with like with statistics and all the show. But um, predictions, unless you you've got one so more the, point. The one, the one last thing I was going to say is obviously you know the lineup that like you're saying five, three at the back. Um, so obviously in so the last game it was Puskas and Jao up front um, John Swift and Ejaria kind of the two um, centre midfielders with Pelé playing defensive midfield um, Yeadom and Omar Richards as the wing backs um, then they've got Liam Moore, uh, Michael Morrison and 
I don't know this last guy is McIntyre, um, Tom McIntyre, um, and then Cabral in goal. So not, not a bad side that. Yeah, I'm not mad at that at all. You can see where they're going as well, can't you? It's kind of like um, everyone's just put, everyone's putting scouts in Portugal. I think that's yeah. what they're just doing. But yeah. they're, they're putting the planter down, aren't they? And they kind of you know you can see where they where they're going. They're going yeah. for a kind of possession based style and. Um, yeah, I think it, it's probably one that kind of like us, that like patience, um, bit of a transitional period, but a little bit more into it because obviously um, Jose Gomez had last season as well. Um, it's kind of building it up over over the seasons. I think they'll, they'll probably be a, a good team to be fair because they have recruited really well. I'm quite surprised by the amount of money they've, they've spent actually. Yeah, it is. You know, as Johnny was saying, they were potentially under a transfer ban as well, so it was a bit mm. weird to see them do that, but. Um, they did start off the season as well um, with four at the back. Um, changed to it after those f- after those first two poor results. Um, so it, you know, it's saying a three-five-two or a three-one-four-two, pretty similar. Um, so I think they'll probably continue with that. I know they got beat last game by Charlton, but you know, Charlton are in absolutely yeah, fine form. So um, yeah, I think yeah, I think they'll we'll pro- yeah. we'll probably continue with um, a three-five-two. Fair enough. Let's do lineups and predictions, guys. Um, who wants to kick things off this week? Let's want me to go first. I don't mind. Yeah, you go first. I'll, yeah, I'll go first. I, you know, I don't like the pressure. I'm, 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 I'm like waiting until you do, so then I can kind of put my team together a little bit. Um, <laughs> We've dropped him in at the deep end, there, um, haven't we? Now go big Dazza, big Dazza from Ireland and goal. Um, go baller left back. Um, is Coulson back yet? No. Even if he was fit, I wouldn't month. play him left back. Another month. He's um, just because I think he's a winger. Um, we'll go ball left back. Um, I'll go if Danny Ayala's fit. Go Ayala. Um, I'll go Dill Fry, and then I'll go Dick Steele as right back because I don't think House will play. Cause I think he's having a hernia operation. I think, I think. he's having yeah an operation. Yeah. Um, then him, I, him and friend Dan, I think both having operations. Yeah, mm-hmm. they had yeah. yesterday. Operation Buddies. Um, that thro- board game. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's just playing Operation James Cook <laughs> <Cook> Hospital. <laughs> um. Three midfields, I'm going to go with Paddy McNair, Adam Clayton, and go Lewis Wing. I'll give, I'll recall Wing. Um, and then three up front, I'm going to go with Neymar, um, Ashley Fletcher, and Britta Sombalonga. And then I'm going to go two number. I'm going to keep him clean sheet. Oh, Will Gates done his homework. He's been planning Ned. And we're going to get our first clean, one of our first clean sheets of the season. Well, you second yeah. thing. Is the second um, one? I don't know, anyway. Sorry, Dana. I don't know. Um, I'll go with the, the same team. I think the difficulty is is that drop. <laughs> that last midfield position because I don't think Lewis Wing's been particularly impressive this season. That's yeah, the yeah. only one for me. I'd probably go the same team, but that Lewis Wing one, I was trying to think, well, you know, well who else is only Savile, really, mm. and he hasn't really impressed. Could so put it's Tavin a tough... there. I don't know. I you could play a four-two-three-one and then put Brown in the centre. See, I would love us to play a three-five-two still or a three-four-three. Three, but three, we just don't know. have the the players at the moment mm. with Housen out, with um, friend out. The four-two-three-one with Brown in the centre could be a shout though. Um, it's his discipline though that oh, worries yeah. me. He's an absolute hothead. Yeah, he needs to iron that out, and then he'll probably be a regular starter sooner rather than later. But it's just he that. Just seems to just run into people doesn't he and just like just <laughs> yeah young lads you know, it happens to like honestly the, when, I, when I play like it's just when you come to that age of 21 you just think you can snap everyone and then when you realise that when like a 6 foot 4 
bloke called John who just had about four pints the night before starts running that you absolutely knackered then like <laughs> <laughs> especially with my size I'm only five foot seven. Yeah. Um he won't be able to do that I'm at me as on He there. called me midget on the group chat, Mr Five Foot Seven called me a midget. Yeah you're about four foot two. <laughs> Pipe down. Yeah, uh, it's a small like Well compared to you and Dimmy. Yeah. Elliot and Dimmy. But Dimmy mugged me right off. He said, Do you want me to sit down? I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like Come on, man. Uh, I was, you know, I was, I was human. Hashtag nah. Big Dave. Yeah, Big Dave and Small Johnny. I want to walk after there. Um, all right, score predictions. 2 1. 2 1. 2 1. I'm, I'm going to be negative again. Go on. I'm sorry. But <laughs> just, I, 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 I haven't seen enough from our games this season to, to just be throwing 2 0 home wins out against teams that I think are going to be coming here and doing quite well. So I'm going to go 1 all. 1 all? I got the score right last week, by the way. Just throw it out there. You did, yeah. When I when it in their squad I was thinking well I didn't want that the squad in is going to be buzzing with that I said, no, I said 2-1 I'm not a betting person what I should be you should be I'll give I, think, you the gift. I think we said either side of 2-1 I think I said a def- yeah. defeat 2-1 and you said 2-1 two one two win yeah. <sighs> um, right okay fair enough then that wraps it up then eh yeah. Unless anyone else got anything to talk about, apart from chips and gravy and curry chips and all that kind of stuff. Oh, right. I can't wait, I can't wait for the poll on Saturday. Yeah. I am determined to win. Um right, thank you very much guys um, for listening to the Board Breakdown podcast. Um as always, give us five star rating on iTunes. Please actually do it. Um I know I say this every week, but it'd be great to get some more five star ratings because it actually helps with the rankings and all that stuff really I work in socially you know it's how it is um, but yeah like share subscribe um, to the pl- uh, to the podcast as well uh, if you've got any advice or you just want to yeah, at the board breakdown at board underscore breakdown um, well that wraps everything up I'm Johnny I'm with Elliot I'm with Dana thank you very much for listening want support Curtis Fleming is there on the edge of the air Fleming for What's Craig it? Hignett hit it Higgy Higgy hits the track Abanelli coming alive again. Janino wants the ball played to him. Abanelli spots out. Emerson! Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 